But if we're talking about having that momentum, gaining progress towards the beginning of things, seeing that you are making progress on this journey, it's important to be able to just focus on what do you need rather than what do you want. Hi, my name is Anya Laws and I am obsessed with all things money management, wealth building, financial freedom, and helping you navigate this crazy world of personal finance all while building a life you love. I'm a financial coach with a God-given desire and mission to empower as many women as possible to not only become good stewards of their money, but also create a life that they have only ever dreamed of. While money doesn't buy happiness, it is one of the greatest and most effective tools for building your dream life, but you shouldn't stop at making money. Here, you will learn how to make your money work for you. Budgeting, investing, spending, giving, and money mindset are all topics we discuss here. If you're a goal-driven woman with big goals and aspirations for not only your money, but also your life, this podcast is for you. So grab your AirPods and a cup of coffee because we are digging right in. This is the She Talks Money Podcast. On today's episode of the She Talks Money Podcast, we are talking all things action plan. What should you be doing now? What should you be doing next? What are the goals that you should be focusing on? So without further ado, let's talk money. So if you are on any sort of financial journey, I'm assuming that because you're listening to this podcast right now, you're looking for information on how to get started, what to do, how to do it, all of that. While you may find various bits and pieces of information on the internet from personal finance experts such as myself, you may still be a little bit confused on what step you should be taking right now you know that an emergency fund is a good thing. You know that paying off your debt is a good thing. You know that investing is a good thing. But which of those things should you be focusing on right now? Should you be focusing on them all at the same time? I want to clear that up today. I think it's really important for you to kind of know what an order of operations that you should be following looks like. So I'm going to go ahead and go over that. So the first thing that you should be focusing on on your financial journey should be to get ahead on your four walls. So what are your four walls? When we talk about four walls, and you'll hear me refer to this at different times, but we're talking rent, utilities, transportation, and food. So if you currently owe money on your rent, if you haven't, if you're behind on your rent, you haven't paid your rent, or if you owe money on your electric bill, your water bill, the potential for you getting booted out of your house getting your water or electricity shut off or not having the ability to drive yourself to work. Like those are the general concepts, the general bills that I'm talking about when I say your four walls. First and foremost, I want you to be safe and okay. So the first and number one step in this action plan would be to make sure that you are on time, paid up on all of your living expenses, the four walls. So if you are caught up on your four walls, the utilities, rent, transportation, food, you have the ability to pay those things, the next step in this action plan would be to have an emergency fund. And I know that you have heard me talk about this. I will continue to reiterate the importance of an emergency fund in your financial situation. It prevents you from going backwards financially in the case of an emergency It can ultimately be the difference between life and death in your financial situation, so it is of utmost importance for you to get this taken care of. When we're talking about an emergency fund, though, there are varying, I guess, rules or guidelines that people give for what you should have with an emergency fund. 
in this situation, we are talking about a starter emergency fund. And you may hear anything from $1,000 to 12 months worth of expenses. Based on coaching numerous clients, hearing hundreds of different situations about emergencies that have come up for not only my clients, but just people in general, $1,000 is almost never enough for an emergency fund. On the flip side, 12 months worth of expenses is a very hefty goal to put together and one that I don't see as necessary when you're in these beginning phases. Right now, as I refer to in my very first podcast episode, right now the thing that we're looking at in terms of importance is putting walls and layers around your financial situation that keep you secure. And when we're thinking levels of security, first and foremost, I want you to be able to prevent yourself from going backwards in the case of an emergency. And when we think of emergency, we think of things like car repairs, job loss, etc. So in a situation where one of those things were to occur, I want you to have yourself set up to where you have that cushion. So based on all of this, the guideline that I give as a starter emergency fund, and we're going to add on to this later, but for a starter emergency fund, I recommend two to four months worth of expenses. Two months is the low end. It just really depends on your risk tolerance and your risk level. If you're a single mom with kids, I would highly recommend this being more on the four month side. You want to just assess what are the circumstances surrounding an emergency? Who else is it affecting besides myself? Those different types of things. And that will determine whether you need an emergency fund on the two month side or the four month side. Now, when we're talking about a month's worth of expenses, this is mostly up to you. I would recommend leaning towards the bare bones expenses side of things because when you're in this beginning phase, you want to have that momentum and I know you want to get to the debt payoff and the investing and all of that. So in this process, I would recommend doing bare bones expenses. What does it require you to live in the case of a job loss? If in your budget you currently have planned $400 a month for eating out, If we are in an emergency situation where you've lost your income, obviously you should be more focused on surviving than whether or not you can go out to eat. I don't think that there's anything innately wrong with going out to eat, but if we're talking about having that momentum, gaining progress towards the beginning of things, seeing that you're making progress on this journey, it's important to be able to just focus on what do you need rather than what do you want. So basically just think of what your life would look like in the case of a job loss, if you want to continue to keep your TV subscription or your cell phone bill, make sure you're accounting for those things in a month's worth of expenses. Once you account for that one month of expenses, multiply that by two to four months based on what type of emergency fund you're doing and pile up money into an emergency fund until you hit that goal. Are you sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck, constantly looking over your shoulder, knowing that the next emergency may very well make or break you? If you want to get out of this cycle of anxiety and overwhelm surrounding your money and want my direct guidance to do so, my coaching program is currently open for enrollment and I'm taking new clients. I'll help you gain security, stability, and control around your finances so that you never have to worry about an emergency again. So if you're ready to go all in and invest in your financial future, use the link in the show notes to apply for coaching. And as always, if you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram at Money with Anya. Now back to the show. So now that you have gotten your starter emergency fund funded, it's time to move on to debt payoff. This is the part that most people want to skip straight to. Obviously, 
the way that your financial situation is usually presenting itself is in the form of stress around your debt. So it would make sense why a lot of people want to skip to this step. However, I do urge you to follow the steps in order. It's really important to have that emergency fund so that you're not going further into debt in the future. But once you have that emergency fund, this is where we're at. So when we're talking about debt payoff, the third step in this order of operations is that I want you to start paying off your high interest debt. Now, when I refer to high interest debt, I'm referring to anything from 6 to 7% or higher. The reason for this guideline is that we want to give a buffer between what you are paying an interest and what you would be earning in the stock market. A lot of people want to invest instead of paying off debt. So really, you're losing money if you are paying interest rates higher than 6 to 7% compared to what you would be earning in the stock market. The S&P 500 has averaged 10% return over the last 30 years. So if we give or take just a little bit, obviously it's an average. If you're making 10% in the stock market, but you're paying 13%, 26% on a credit card, then you're obviously losing money in that transaction. So it is more important for you to pay that debt off than to earn that 10% average in the stock market. The other thing is you're assessing your level of risk. There is a higher level of risk associated with owing a credit card company money than the reward that you get in return for investing in the short term. Obviously, we want to get to investing as quickly as possible, which is what we're going to get to next. But the most important thing is for you to start removing those layers of risk from your financial situation. Now that you've made sure you're on time on your four walls, you've got your starter emergency fund funded and you've paid off your high interest debt, it's time to start talking about next steps beyond that. I think it's super important for those first three steps to be taken one at a time. I think it's easy to get lost in the weeds of things if you're aiming at multiple different goals and you're ultimately not going to reach any one of those goals as fast if you're aiming at multiple ones. So I think it's really important, especially in the beginning, to aim at one goal at a time. However, once we've gotten those layers of security added to our financial situation, it's time to start focusing on kind of the bigger picture. So these next steps can kind of take place all at once simultaneously. So when I list these steps, these are steps that you can take at the same time. The next things you want to focus on are, first of all, continuing to fund the rest of that emergency fund. Right now, you're at two to four months worth of expenses in a starter emergency fund. Now is a good time to start fueling the rest of that emergency fund. So I recommend anything from five to 12 months worth of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund. I do not recommend really anything higher than 12 months because at that point, it really feels like you're hoarding cash. The cash would be better served in the stock market at that point once you're at that 12 month mark. Obviously, if you're in a high risk income situation, then maybe it would be more comfortable to have a little more in that emergency fund, but I definitely wouldn't go beyond 18 months because if that money is just sitting in cash, you are losing value due to inflation and things like that on your money. So it's important to not, to not hoard cash, but also make sure you're secure. The other thing is investing, which is what most people want to get to. Obviously, the power of compound interest, time is in your favor, all of that. I highly recommend that you are investing at least 15% of your income for retirement. Now, obviously, the more you invest, the quicker you can get to your retirement goals. So the more that you can invest, the better. 
I will continue to do more episodes on investing just to talk deeper on what does it even mean to invest for retirement and what your retirement goal should be in terms of saving. So it's kind of nuanced at the moment, but we will talk about that on later episodes. Now you might be saying, great Anya, really revolutionary stuff. Like obviously I know I should be saving for an emergency fund, paying off debt, all of that. But how do I actually do those things? And to that, I will tell you, you cannot realistically get to these goals without having some form of a plan. And by plan, I mean probably a budget. So I decided that I wanted to create a budget for you to be able to achieve your goals and aim at your goals and execute on your goals and all of that. So I will drop the link to my brand new She Masters Money budget template for you to use. So you can find that in the show notes. If you found any value whatsoever in today's episode, it would mean the world for you to send this episode to a friend or family member and rate and review the show. I'm on a mission to spread the word to as many women as humanly possible that financial freedom is not only possible, but it's much closer than you think. So if you want to be part of fulfilling this mission with me, make sure to send this episode to a friend and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.